Well, it's week two done, week three approaching, and we have to give the scorecard for the fans. How did they do? We're going to react to the best and worst of week two. The ACC certainly reminded us that we're in the ACC, and we have plenty of work to do. We'll talk about the games that left us scratching our heads and ones that got us a little bit excited. Miami, I'm looking at you. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candice Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod, and hit us up on our YouTube page. If you talk to us, we certainly talk back. We love it in the comments section. We read them every week, and we make sure that we try and get some feedback for you. But more importantly than that, gives you an opportunity to interact with your fellow fans across all of the respective schools. So make sure you tap in. This season is special because we're having a special fan scorecard. You guys are telling us who are you are going, who is going to win each and every week. So we have a weekly scorecard that we're going to have against me and Kenton. So if you're trying to get in on the community action. This is where you come to play. Kenton, how are you feeling? I feel great. I feel great. I had a great weekend of predictions. I believe I beat the fans this week. Uh, I no, no. Oh, I tied them? No. They won? Yeah. <laughs> They only got one game wrong? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Hate, well, hate it for you. You got a little over ego. That's okay. That's all right. We we going to run it through. But no, you didn't beat them. Wow. Um, never mind. I come to you all as humbly as I know how, uh, <laughs> saying that, you know, my NFL team is undefeated, and I can uh, be excited about that. And that's about it. Uh, that's all I have in this world right now. So. I, yeah. Listen, that, that you see the jersey. That's all I got. That's all I got, okay? I've been there. I've been there. We don't know what it's like. <laughs> Hello, Giants. But I've been there. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So rocking and rolling through scorecards week two. Can I just say... The ACC was a little bit stressful this weekend. It was extremely stressful. It was extremely stressful. <laughs> to go out in a week one, we're on a high. We're beating SEC teams. Yes. We are, you know, handling business. We have some yep. great upsets, Clemson and Duke. And then we get to week two, and it's it's as if everyone said, all right, we're really playing football now. It's not even cross-conference, you know, issues. It's everywhere you turned. People were in dogfights that maybe they shouldn't have necessarily been in. And this is the exact reason why I hated that ESPN caption talking about the ACC struggle last week, because we didn't. And there was going to be a time, I knew there would come a time (laughs) where we actually would struggle, where as a conference, people could look at us and say, hey, uh, not only did some teams that weren't supposed to lose, lose, you also saw some teams not cover spreads against inferior opponents. Thousand percent. And I think what's most frustrating is you definitely had some highs of highs and you had some difficult lows of lows and some head scratching losses to where you say to yourself, Did you participate? Did you show up? Did you know that, that a game was happening and all the Did things? you pinch the other team for Christ's sake? Did you did you fight back? Did you put your hands up? 
And certainly not. But there are teams that definitely get the head nod this week, and we'll go through the scorecard and all the fun things. And we'll kick off with Louisville, who faced Murray State this past weekend. Louisville, hey, they beat Georgia Tech. They beat Murray. And they're trying to tell us, Kenton, that we need to stop taking them not as seriously. I have a lot of respect for their win over Georgia Tech, although Georgia Tech did everything they could to piss down their leg. I have a lot of respect for that win. Yes. They did what they were supposed to do against Murray State. Yeah. I'm not knocking them. I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I'm just saying that that's not going to put you in my top three uh, in terms of the, the power rankings and all that, which we'll get to later on in the week. But it's, it's just not, not there for me. But, hey, they put it on Murray State. They did what they were supposed to do. With some team, everybody ain't able to put it on early and often. I'm looking Absolutely. at you, Clemson. Everyone's not able to get a defensive shutout. Like we 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 have seen it with our own two that there is quite a struggle. But I will say it was nice to see Jack Plummer get some burn. It was nice to see, you know, pretty much having your whole quarterback unit get a little bit of love and your receiving core with between Thrash, Jordan, Callaway, Gatewood, and the like. Everyone got a little share and rushing and all the good things. So it felt as if Louisville understands the depth that they have to work with, and you got to see some of those stars sort of make their presence known. Absolutely. And my man on the defensive line, Aston Gelati, made some big plays too. That's my guy. I love me some, you know, those beware the hair shirts. I, I might have to cop me one because that he's a dude. That's a ball player right there. And uh, I I absolutely – it's a it's a pleasure watching them play, honestly. And the fans picked Louisville. We picked Louisville. Yes, they did. Yeah, We're good we to did. go here. Mm-hmm. Talk about Wake Forest. Wake Forest, a team that came in and obviously coming off the high of beating Elon, now facing off against a Vanderbilt team, an SEC school, if you will. And it was Wake Forest handling business, 36 to 20 in that victory. And me saying to my and me saying to myself, you know, very excited for the Demon Deacons to finally do the damn thing. Hey, listen. Our nerds are better than their nerds, and uh, that's all there is to it. You know what I mean? I, I have a lot of faith in the fact that um, no, that Wake Forest is is just better than Vanderbilt. I don't think that that's particularly close at the moment, and, and therefore this game wasn't really a surprise to me. I was not really too keen on talking about this game coming into it because I looked at it and I said to myself, hey, we're – uh, you know, Wake Forest is the team that is ultimately um, is a team that's favored by double digits this week as well. So I, I, it's not too much of a surprise, not too much of anything that I'm, you know, sitting up here looking at and saying, oh, boy, I, I couldn't have seen that one coming. So, you know, shout out to uh, shout out to Wake Forest for for doing their thing and getting it done. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, in a team that needs to be excellent at all times and try their best to overcome some deficits, still need something from that defense and not giving up, you know, unnecessary points. But it's exciting times for, you know, Wake Forest to be on a roll, especially considering how people thought they were going to do this season. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And at the end of the day, that's still a, I don't want to say a super quality Vanderbilt team, but it, it's still a power five team. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they're, that big receiver that they got is one of their all-time leading receivers in program history, number 14. I can't remember his name right now, but he's a ball player. He's a dude. That's the problem with watching games the way I do, where you like just watch the film. You learn like, all right, the, the body type and the number, the but not not the name, you know. But anyway, uh, yeah, he's he's a dude. They did a, they played a, a excellent ball game, and you know, you got to give them their love. Cause again, 
beating a Power 5 team, SEC team, where it just means more by double digits? Well, looks like it meant more to the ACC so far in this season, huh? Looks like it did. And it's a tough go for the SEC right now, but we can talk about that at a later date. In the words of Elon Musk, I don't respect the SEC. I do not respect them. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> and the fans picked Wake Forest. We picked Wake Forest. Yes, they did. We live to see another debt. All right, let's talk about one that you know got a little controversy. NC State and Notre Dame. NC State, listen here. What, what was the my, controversy? This is why I don't put my faith in you. I put my faith in them. I said, hey, this it? is the upset coming. You know, it's at home. It's Carter Finley. It's all the vibes. New game. High energy. High octane. All the words. All the words. All the buzz, buzzwords. So so let me tell you something. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know a lot of people don't like to believe and, and listen to the, uh, the, the Gibbs householdisms that I bring to the different shows that I'm on. But I'm going to tell you what my mom always told me, okay? Mm -hmm. If somebody that's close to a person tell you to watch out for them, if somebody that's close to a person tell you they ain't about much, you need to be looking out because they have no reason to lie to you. I'm very close to that NC State program. And who did I pick in this game? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I Listen, I thought it was going to be closer than it was. And it was close. Literally, it was a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. And then, boom, the, oh, the doors no. just got blew off this thing. Do you so, blame the weather? What you what do you blame? I blame a I blame a lot of things. I, I honestly and truly, NC State did this to themselves. I mm -hmm. mean, the the back that is leading the team in yards per carry and is averaging nine yards per reception in Michael Allen. How many touches did he have? One. Well, I guess I bet you're thinking, oh, NC State's running game must have been going off. Wrong answer, forehead. The only two players to rush for more than uh, 40 yards in this game were not wearing Wolfpack jerseys. Mm. I'm sorry, more than 30 yards. No no player in, in the red and white rushed for more than 30 yards. Brennan Armstrong was tied for the leading rusher with 26 yards. Jordan Houston was next tying him with 26. The, so – between that, between the drops, between the blown coverages and Tony Gibson telling the defense on the sideline, you have to get a line. That's where the game came from, you know. Football, especially defense, is about three things and in this order. Alignment, assignment, go make a play. NC State couldn't even get their alignment down, which showed me all I needed to see. Yeah, it was tough. Go. I think offensively is where NC State struggled most. I think Brendan Armstrong certainly was one that we were very high on or thought he would be a little more consistent. And, you know, if you even compare him to like the Phil Dracovics of transferring interconferential, okay, you know, it's like the fact that, I don't know, getting his offensive coordinator, he thought it'd be a nice little reunion and he struggled at Virginia last season. So he said maybe he just needed fresh change, fresh eyes. You saw Sam Hartman transfer, right? And he's killing it so he said maybe you just needed fresh fresh air fresh eyes it's not it's not fresh right now all of those inner conference inner conference transfer quarterbacks are all having a tough go of it because phil dropped one of the worst quotes i have ever heard in my life but we will get to him later <laughs> phil definitely had himself a time he's working on it he's getting through all the things let's pay some bills real quick we're talking about athletic brewing here and it's now time for your game changer of the week brought to you by athletic brewing company much like any of your friends here at the locked on acc athletic brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game 
They make a non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the game by making these non-alcoholic beers by not only tasting good, but full flavor and well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. Their brews are great-tasting, award-winning, and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, golden sours, and more. And the best part, no hangovers ever. You can find Athletic in-store, online, and at bars around the country. Go to Athletic Brewing right now, you can, .com. You can use promo code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first order online. That's LOCKEDON. Check out 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. All right, we're back through ACC Week 2 scoreboard where we are saying with how the fans did, how Ken did, and how I did as we talk through the best and worst as well. We haven't really quite got through the best yet, if I'm going to be honest with you. But Purdue and Virginia Tech ain't making me feel much better. The Hokies did everything they could. They're playing at home. They're right in it, right in it to the bitter end. Progress, moral victories, all the things you want to say. For a Virginia Tech team where you're trying to figure out who's going to be that quarterback, who's going to give you the best position to win. Right now, I'm just, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Coach Brad. I am thoroughly disappointed in this team. Thoroughly disappointed. I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is you did what you had to do for the most part. Yeah. Defensively, in the second half, they held on for their lives. They were fighting and battling for their lives, and the offense gave them nothing. Yeah. Zilch, zip, nada. Come on. Come on. At some point in time, you have got to show up. You have got to do something for your defense at some point in time. Yeah. And for this team to sit there. Go ahead. I struggled to find the words because for this team to do what they did, for this Virginia Tech team to be in a position to where your defense is saying, hey, all you got to do is give us something in the second half and we'll be all right. And instead, their drives go as follows. Interception, punt, 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 turnover on downs. That's what you gave? Only one of those drives gaining more than 20 yards. I'm sorry, two. The one that that was the turnover on downs at the end did too. But that's it. Pitiful. Pitiful. And honestly, Kenton, that's not even the worst ACC game of the week. Well, Boston College, come to the front of stage. Because you beating Holy Cross by three points. Mm -hmm. 31-28 victory. Mm-hmm. Where it was close enough, they honestly the delay might have been in your favor because a blessing delayed is not a blessing denied, and the Lord gave you a victory that kept you, Jeff Halfley, with a job. Um, Jeff, can I call him Jeffrey? I'm gonna call him Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey, brother, friend, Mm-mm. just just resign, you know, resign so they can't fire you, you know. Just, then he can't get his buyout. Oh, that's we true. We need the severance. Always that's true. Leave with the he severance. does need the severance. He does need the severance. That's and, and these aren't even this. I mean, can we call them the fighting half The way we call them the fighting Satterfields, we sort of set him up 
Mm-mm. You know, these these are these are the lying athletes. They're lying down and accepting whatever comes their way from the rest of these teams. They're, uh, I thought the offensive line was supposed to be bad. You and I both. You and I both. And and apparently the way that apparently Emmett Moorhead wasn't told that he wasn't going to be the starter. That is the part that I could not believe. I'm like, no, this can't be true. And then I go to AJ Black, our correspondent for Locked On Boston College page and he's like the whole way the way this thing went down was sickening and i'm like what first of all why would it even be a problem or a hard thing to tell him that would have been one of the easiest things hey listen buddy um last week the offense looked uh how do i put this great sauce yeah terrible you had us looking nasty you know you you had us looking real funky in the light so we're deciding to go with castellanos and we know that generally when people name Castellanos make big plays, something goes bad in the world, but they already went down to the Titanic in that little perk 30. So we, we, we think it evens out. We think it evens out. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. You know? And, and, and the reality is the reality is for that to not have happened. This is the easiest thing in the world to do. You're not looking at a fifth year quarterback. that's won a Heisman won the conference or something like that. This is a second year quarterback. This is a second year quarterback that was only put in because Phil got hurt. And even then, he had his moments where he looked good, but this is not the type of guy that's like, oh, yeah, if, if anything goes on, he'd have to melt in practice, as Kyle Shanahan said, for him to not be the starter. That wasn't the case. So why wouldn't you just tell him? Listen, at the end of the day, you were replaceable, buddy, and I don't know if ever want you to think otherwise. You were definitely replaceable. Your job was not secure and safe. You were QB1-ish. Like, it, come on. Come on. Come on, uh, in, in the words of one Beyonce knows, don't you ever for a second get to thinking you're irreplaceable. Okay? We, 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 Mrs. Officer, okay? Don't you ever get too comfortable. That's what you Lil know. Wayne said you in know. our baby face. Now, as if we could get better. I'm trying. I'm, I'm scratching for a best, but we're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Virginia, come to the front. Come to the front. Come to the front. Come to the front. Because... On the on the recognition, the game where you're going to honor the three players who passed away. It's mm-hmm. a lot of emotion. First home game. Everyone's trying to be in there. Everyone is in their fields. A lot of tears, all the dedication, all the things. Beautiful, sad. It's very touching. This is when I say I'm glad these two games are over and hopefully we can dial in and just play ball. Because like every time they play, it has to be a testament to something. They were the number of the guy, and it's his friend, and he went to high school. Like I'm ready for us maybe to lock in on football, so these guys can lock in on football. I I would hope that they're locking in on football. Tony, um, I I don't know if Tony was respect, a choice. I don't know if Tony was a choice, and I like Tony. With all Tony due respect, choice. With all due respect, you are obligated. You're there to play football. Yeah, that's the reality. That's the reality. And I know that this sounds harsh. I know that it does. I know that it does. I need y'all to understand something about me, right? Me not playing anymore, I'm a different man than I was when I played. When I played, I was the little soldier. You put the battery in my back, you wind me up, you tell me, this is where you need to go. This is what you need to do. Do this to the best of your ability. And I was going to say, yes, coach. And I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. I was going to do it because that's all there was to it. Trust me, I had been through things that – in, in my time of playing, my grandmother passed. My grandmother passed. RIP Queen Vaughn. We loved it. And I got a call that day 
when I was at her funeral saying, Hey, um, what's going on? Where are you, where are you at? Are you coming to the lift? And I was in Washington, North Carolina, um, because I just attended her funeral. And I said, Hey, I, I told this coach, um, um, I apologize that that didn't get properly relayed, but I don't have a car, so I can't drive back on my own, uh, but I'll get back and make up the workout. And I did. And I did. You know, it, even with a heavy heart, you got to do what you got to do. Because at the end of the day, I looked at it like, if I miss this workout, I'm missing the opportunity to get better, to move up on this depth chart, to win the next game, to be ready for the team, to be ready. And that's just the reality. Yeah. And that wasn't a shared experience. That wasn't a shared loss. Like that was literally something that only I was going through. And I still said, Hey, got to keep it pushing. Gotta yeah. Keep the, pushing. the 36, 35 victory for JMU certainly is one that, you know, spoils that return to yeah, Charlottesville. But again, I hope they can move forward. We can get past and just sort of have a bright spot towards the Time end of the play. season because they're in desperate need for it. All right. Let's talk through, Fan duel here. Get ready for the NFL season. If you haven't already, a lot of your teams are one and know. Sometimes some are zero and one. Right now, new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet five dollars will get one hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. I hope none of you voted or bet on the Giants because they just terrible. And <sighs> Lasai. Big win over the weekend for Georgia Tech. Won't stay there long. Kind of knew they would beat SC State, and they did handedly. The fans felt so as well. You know, yeah. Yeah. Just keep it. Good bounce when, back game. It when, was when exactly. When yeah. you're supposed to figure out that offense, get things clicking, good for key. Clemson, Charleston Southern. Didn't start out great. Didn't start out great for Clemson. They were able to put the foot in it, you know, towards the rest of the half, 66-17 victory. But it was a little shaky at first. They say Rome wasn't built in a day, but it sure seems to have collapsed that quickly. And that is – that saying very much so applies to this Clemson team because what under God's green earth is going on that we are looking at a tied ball game after the first quarter with Charleston Southern? And not just a tied ball game – a tied ball game where both teams are scoring 14 points. What is this? What is, is this bizarre world? What are we looking at? Watching the demise of Clemson and Alabama in real time and demise use that term loosely, but to watch, you know, these dynasties sort of take a head scratching turn is certainly different than what we're used to. I mean, Hey, empires rise and fall. That's just the nature of the beast. You know what I mean? When you win too much, your team, gets a soft chin. They they lose that edge of we've done nothing, we've accomplished nothing, we are nobody because objectively speaking, you walk in that locker room and and it's I'll tell you this much. It takes a certain kind of guy to go to a program where they know for a fact, hey, there's a tradition of winning here and I don't really have to think too much about it. That type of guy is not as likely to produce change. And I'm not saying that it's impossible. But that type of guy is not as likely to produce championships as the guy that's like, I want to start something again. This team used to be great. I'm going to be the guy that gets it back there. Or the guy that's like, this team has never been anything. 
I'm gonna be the first one to build it. I'm gonna be the first one to make it something special. Sure. And, you know, we're seeing it. We're seeing yeah, it yeah. in real time. Yeah. A thousand percent. But we thankfully had our fans put Clemson as did we, and we keep that thing pushing. Yeah, now, the best game of the week mm-hmm. goes to. Mm-hmm. I know our fans have been waiting all 24 minutes for this. Miami, it's your Miami. time to shine. Miami. Taking down Texas A&M. Right? It's all about the U. It's all about the U. Oh, I'm sorry. Too much. No. Too much. Now, I will say, Cam Kitchens, we are praying for you. We hope everything is turning out okay. That was Absolutely. a scary moment towards the end of the Absolutely. game. One of the highlights of that program. The win is cool. His health is more, way more important yeah. than any W. But let's give credit to Mario Cristobal and company, right? It's an yeah. excellent for them to get a statement win. Tyler Van Dyke, five passing, five touchdowns on the day. And it's certainly one where you said, say to yourself, all right, Restrepo, all right, Tyler Van Dyke, all right, you know, defense, Williams and the boys in the company. Are we doing it? Are we feeling it? Are we are we riding the tide? Are we slowly getting, you know, the dis, the Mario groove? in position to be successful yeah and and also um cam kitchens has you know he's he's doing better those are the reports he's up tweeting he's sending love to all the fans who've who've prayed for him and whatnot alex dono our correspondent for locked on canes and my calls of college football live um was was locked on college football live was very adamant that you know his health is the number one thing and, and it's good to see these in good spirits and healthy but as far as that game goes how about them hurricanes? What a game. What a time. They just kept answering everything that Texas A&M wanted to do. Every time there was a big moment, it just seemed like Miami came up big every single time. Every single time. I mean, the, the forced fumble on that fourth down pitch from Texas A&M, every time Texas A&M got into uh, striking distance, Miami was ready to strike back. This – I. Listen, this Miami team looked really good. And I'll tell you, just the same way that I don't talk about rankings before week four, um, I also don't like to make like very solid, hey, bet your house on this thing happening predictions uh, before week four. But what I will say is this, if things hold as they are, Miami right now looks like a very good candidate to be up in that ACC um, championship game. Well, you know, I think it's a different Miami team in the sense of like there was a couple head scratching, you know, moments, the muff punt. And you say to yourself, OK, here we go again. Or like there's just some careless turnovers or not this one. But the way they were able to dial in and stay all 60 minutes in that game was very telling, very positive for the Hurricanes. It's definitely something that I think we keep, you know, our eye out. When we're going through these power rankings as we're going through the season, Miami is not going anywhere, and maybe they'll just slowly continue moving forward. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see for sure. We'll see. Not not too aggressive. Not not too much. Okay. I mean, not listen. I'm not. Miami. I'm not. A, I'm not a believer in that. Like, hey, Florida State's head and shoulders above everybody else. I'm, they're they're a good team. They nah. look good. They look. They look good so far. I give them that. But again, yeah. I. If you ask me, do they look like a good candidate to be in the ACC championship? Absolutely. Are they head and shoulders above everybody else? I'm not exactly sure about that, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's talk about Syracuse in Western Michigan. You know, you win a game, you win it handily, but what did it cost you? Uh, Maybe a Rondé Gadsden. Oh, man. Man, And I don't know if it was worth that trade. I'd rather have a head-scratching close one, but you pull it off and get the dub than to blow out and lose a Rondé. 
But in all fairness to Syracuse, this wasn't like they were playing the Rondé Gaston at the end of this to pass stats yeah. and he got hurt. He got hurt on one, what was it, the second or third snap of the game? Like, yeah. you know, you really hate to see it. And he had ankle issues um, throughout camp and whatnot, but it was the other ankle that that other than the one that he was in a, a walking boot for. So, you know, they're they're going to do MRIs on him. Um, I haven't heard anything yet as ter- in terms of the results. Well, it better be doing that. The the rice effect, you know what I mean? Well, ice yeah. effect. What is that? You know what I mean? You know what I'm Rest, about? ice, compression, elevation. Yeah, okay. I know, about. I know exactly Okay, he better be about. neck holds up today, right now, as we talk. Well, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. But, um, you know, hopefully it's not too serious because Aranda is legitimately one of the best players in the ACC and in the nation. One of the best tight ends, slot, whatever he is, pass catchers, period, that college football has to offer right now. And the game of college football is better with him in it than, than with him in the book. I was watching, and I was like, he saw him front face. So sometimes I struggle with the numbers. And I was like, I know that ain't who I think it is. Because they were talking about a tight end. And I was like, is he a tight end wide receiver? I can't. But then when I saw who it was, and I heard the name, I said, Lord, not his. Take my ankle, Lord. Anybody <laughs> ankle. Take my ankle, Lord. Not for Syracuse. They they can't afford it. They can't yeah, afford Joe's yeah. angle to go down. So we'll see how it see how it transpires. Another head scratching what in the hell game? <sighs> Appalachia State in North Carolina. Let's talk about it. Go ahead. 34 to 40. Two overtime victory. All I gotta say is I'm always grateful to have Drake May in my corner. Overtime or otherwise. But boy, did that defense look like defense of 2022. Could not stop the run. Nate Neal had them on the ropes. Embarrassing. If if only somebody could have warned us. If only somebody had said, hey, they look really good against South Carolina. However, logic does not follow that they will look like this for the rest of the year. If only somebody. We knew they wouldn't look good like that the rest of the year, Kenton. But. Damn, that's a, that was a that was a mean like step back. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The, the, I'm not even concerned about the defense so much as the kicking game. What under God's greener? How do you screw the pooch twice? Right, you got bro. a second chance. But bump all that, bump all that, bump all that, bump all that. The offense is looking a little more fraudulent than I would like. You know, Drake ain't having a sophomore listen, year that I thought he was I, gonna have now, and, or and, junior and year, listen, whatever you want to call him. This is not to disrespect this young man's situation. This is not to make light of it. But I understand why there was a national campaign to get Tez to play now. I oh, get it. Maybe they hosting a they hosting a, a, a UNC Board of Trustees meeting to, today. Wait, seriously? Dead ass. For over the boy's not dead. Stop uh, over it. an athletic matter. I on everything I love. That yes, that's happening today. Next thing you know, they're gonna hold a candlelight vigil for the oh, boy. Man. He's not dead. He's not I'm not gonna go there. Not they're me. going so. to extremes because they saw that game on Saturday and they said they, by any means. They said, this, listen, get this these, joker by any means. And and here's the deal. Here's the deal. So I I you know what? I'm not even gonna rag on the offense. I'm gonna give him a compliment. I'm because it's 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 a Sunday, it's the Lord's Day. I'm, I'm gonna give him a compliment. So you look at this thing and you say, What did they do well offensively? Those tight ends are serious. Yeah. Their tight end room, you know, Copenhagen, uh Nesbitt. Yeah, they, they're they're a good tight end room. Good tight end room. Gowns, beautiful gowns, beautiful. You know, the, the back did his thing. Hampton did his thing. He did that boy was running. He was doing it. He was but they needed British Brooks. I'm sorry. The, the he fact, did his thing, but British Brooks not being there certainly hurt. 
he rushed for over 200 yards. I don't think there's too much more British would have done than that. I, I, I'm, I'm with saying, all due respect. Being able to be, you know, when Javante and Michael Carter used to be right there on the side, ready to catch a ball and be in open space, like, I think we needed one of them. I um, hear you. I, listen, I feel you're knocking, nephew. I feel you're knocking. So but, they're missing They're missing a little, little slot receiver. What's his name? They, they're missing any receiver. Okay. Any pass catcher that does not line up in the H-back position, that does not <laughs> line up attached to – uh, the offensive line, they're missing anybody that can do that. I mean, Tough. boy, they they out there running those routes like Drake did in the Laugh Now, Cry Later music video. And said, you know oh, what? And God. on that and on that note, listen, one across the street, Duke Blue Devils figured out how to win and win good against, yeah, yeah. you know, the team at Lafayette. Lafayette 42-7 yeah. victory for the Blue Devils. Rolling, being a top 25 team that it wasn't a fluke when they beat Clemson. They're ready to roll and good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I look at this and I say, you know, Duke did what they're supposed to do. Yeah. They did what they're supposed to do. Honestly and truly, there are so many games where we just rode through them because they did what they're supposed to do. But credit to y'all because yeah. these teams, it, for whatever reason, in 2023, looking at a lot of ACC teams right now, standing on business is real hard, huh? It's real difficult. Well, speaking of standing on business, <clears throat> you bring a quarterback that you think is the key piece to missing from your program after having a year of Keaton Slovis. And you say to yourself, this is just the one piece that's going to turn everything around. So you bring a guy like Phil Dracovic to your program. And yet, Cincinnati, by way of Mr. Satterfield, head coach Satterfield, Scott Satterfield, Mm -hmm. beats the Panthers Mm -hmm. 27 to 21. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. At Pitt. Yeah. And it wasn't because, you know, Cincinnati is something incredible. That defense just had their way with Phil Dracovic, who was trying to do – he was team too much to me. He was trying to do – he was trying to play hero ball a little bit. So, and and here's here's the deal. Here's the deal, okay? Because I got on Brendan Armstrong earlier because he was throwing in the double coverage. He was standing down. See, let me tell you something. If I ever find a woman who look at me the way that Brendan Armstrong does, his primary receiver – Baby, wedding bells in my future, immediately. <laughs> now, with that being said, let me read off the list of the worst QBRs in the conference from this last Saturday, okay? Thomas Castellanos of Boston College, Grant Wells of Virginia Tech, Brennan Armstrong of NC State, and number 10, Phil Jerkovic of Pitt. Now, here's my problem with Phil Jerkovic, because I believed in you. And you made a fool of me. Mm-hmm. But before you made a fool of me, I warned everybody about your body language last year. Did I not, Candy? Did, did I not say the team don't look like they rock with him and he don't look like he rock with them? There's a problem going on. His body language is terrible when they're losing. I did not expect them to be losing this early. So we I didn't expect to see Pouty feel at at the, you know, the 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 this point in the season. And yeah. yet. He week two. Up. It's not even this point. It's week two. And and when he was asked about the booing by the fans, he said, and I quote, so Mr. Locke, don't get me about to pay for this. If you're a grown ass man at the game and booing, you need to go back and look at yourself. Phil, you're 23. You ain't your fifth year. You a grown ass man. What are you, brother? Also, you've heard booing before, Tits. Like, let's not do that. And and why why wouldn't they boo? These are, see, and this is the thing that I don't understand about some athletes. 
you know, it, 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 this goes back for me to Chris Bosh when uh, the Heat were playing the, the the Spurs in the finals and the Miami fans were falling out before Ray Allen hit the shot. And he said, well, if y'all left, don't come back. Brother, shut up. Fan is short for fanatic. These fanatics are the reason you get paid as much as you do. Yeah. Your job is to play well and make them happy. Were y'all playing well? No. So were they supposed to be happy? No. Right. Phil, same same principle, brother. You played like complete hot dookie water. <laughs> you were terrible. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I can understand. I can understand if you were just lighting it up and 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 you know they were just hating on you for no ten of thirty two. Jesus Christ, <laughs> ten of thirty two. My brother in Christ, uh, they, they, why wouldn't they boo you? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? I think it's one of those where you go back to drawing board, you, he's going to want that game back because it was a winnable game, Very. especially with how competitive this ACC is going to be this season. Pitt's going to find themselves just one or two short and by way of, again, wanting that, these type of games back. Yeah. Let's end with a positive Florida State marching on winning handedly, winning convincingly, 66-13 to 13 against Southern Miss. Frank Gore Jr. didn't have quite enough. That team was all over the place. But I will say it was just nice to see a very high-flying, charismatic, all-over-the-field defense from the Seminoles and, of course, continuing the positive waves of what they did in week one. Yeah, and, you know, for all the people who – Came down on me saying, oh, Jordan Travis was so great. And you just don't know. And da, 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 da. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, he played a good enough game. I'm not going to disrespect the man. He played a good enough game. This team looks phenomenal right now. This team yeah. looks phenomenal. They stood on business. I'll give Jordan Travis his love. I get his team they love. Keon Coleman, brother, stop it. Stop. Those boys got families. Those boys on that other side of the ball, Mr. Coleman, I, I ain't going to call you Kia. You deserve Mr. Coleman. Mr. Coleman, when you jumped over that young man, why? why? My biggest thing jumped? is, have the Seminoles been tested yet? I mean, no, but that's not their fault. LSU yeah. folded. LSU did test them early, you yeah. know, but you know that it's it's a Brian Kelly coast team. You know what Pressure that makes diamonds and also bust pipes. And yeah, I feel that. But, but at the end of the day, who's going to apply pressure to Florida State out of out of their schedule that's remaining? Who are you looking at that you're like, oh man, you know this this team well, here? Well, if Miami figures it out, I don't know. Uh, you, I, I mean, let's look at their remaining schedule, shall we? <laughs> They're going up and and having a terrible terrible test up in Chestnut Hill against the mighty mighty. Eagles who may be run, running down quick because I'm not trying to be here all day with you. Oh, I'm sorry. Then you go up, to, then you go down to or up to Death Valley. Okay, that one maybe possibly who knows if they'll get it together by then. And then you've got Virginia Tech and then Syracuse. Duke is the only team on their schedule besides Miami that I'm looking at and saying, hey, they could give you they could give you something. Other than that, you got Wake Forest, Pitt, uh, North Alabama, and a Florida team that, you know, hey, Billy Nicker right. says scare money don't make no money. Well, um, apparently your, your buyout is not scared money because it's about to make you a lot of money, brother. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. 100%. Let's end this with a fan scoreboard. Fans currently have 22 and 4 after week two. Kenton and Candace, or sorry, Kenton has 20 and 6. 
I have 19 and 7. 20 and 6 after a two-loss week. Okay, we, you know we dug the ourselves before, in a hole. The week before, you kind of went crazy. They had us in the first half. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, yeah. it's all right though. I'm coming back. I'm coming back for you, baby. I'm coming back. <laughs> we hope you guys do come back because tomorrow we're going over week three polls. We're getting ready for week three, and we're gonna read some of your comments throughout the week, so you don't want to miss that. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time. <laughs>